eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Utopia. All right, everybody, welcome in. It is, uh, as we record this, Sunday evening, just uh, hours following the Texans' 27-14 loss to the Cleveland Browns and the returning Deshaun Watson. A lot to dig into with this game. We'll do a little four-stock up, four-stock down, and get general thoughts on the game today and everything else going on with the Texans. With my good friend, the Hall of Famer, uh, John McClain. He's our senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com and, of course, GallerySports.com. I am Sean Pendergast, one half of Payne and Pendergast at Sports Radio 610. And uh, John, boy, today um, it was, uh, I thought, a big missed opportunity for the for the Texans um, as a team and an organization. I, I think this was a very, very, very winnable game for the Texans. And I don't know how much you got to experience kind of the atmosphere around the stadium. I know you were on with Seth and I out in Bud Light Plaza before the game on the pregame show. And I thought in the stadium itself, you know, you and I are up in the press box, but you could hear the booze coming through the glass. I thought the energy level in the stadium was higher than I thought it would be, given where the mood of this uh, town is with the team right now. And they, they really missed an opportunity to give Texan fans a reason to feel good about the team for a few days before they go to Dallas and get murdered this weekend and at least feel good about handing a loss to Deshaun Watson and winning a football game that would have actually impacted their draft capital much more positively than today's than today's outcome did. Big missed opportunity, in my opinion, today, John. Yeah, I don't want them to mess up that first pick, but they still would have had the inside track on it, and it would have helped, of course, had they beaten the Browns, so the Browns would have a better pick. But, you know, the way Watson really struggled with a lot of rust. Yeah, I don't think he's going to beat the Bengals. He may not beat Baltimore. And they got uh, the Saints and Washington and Pittsburgh and somebody else, but he looked terrible. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised considering it had been 700 days. 
But I felt bad for the defense. First time they ever allowed, not allowed a touchdown and gotten beat. Uh, Kyle Allen, of course, was awful. They need to bench him and bring back Davis Mills and let him play. And Pepe Hamilton should be fired or he should be having the play calling taken away from him. But it's pretty obvious they're going to clean house on their coaches, and they should. And even the one that we always talk about, we can count on, I had just tweeted about how well the special teams play. And I look up, there goes Donovan Peoples-Jones, players missing tackles, and he scores 76 yards to give them a 7-5 lead. And I had to go back and go, oops, never mind. Yeah, John, I do a I do a piece for the Houston Press every Monday after these games called Four Winners, Four Losers. You know, it's basically the same thing as, as stock up and stock down that you and I do, just I guess with the maybe slightly more acerbic wording of the bad, I'm calling them losers. But I throughout the game, I take notes uh, as to who is in contention for that. So that way, when I sit down to do it, I don't have to go back and think at all. I've already got it listed in front of me. And I did the same thing you did. I can't remember if it was after Desmond King's long return uh, after the, the punt from the safety um, or if it was some other play, you know, they were good. They, they pinned them down on the one yard line there uh, at one point after a punt. Um, I did the same thing. I wrote down positive special teams. And then literally like two minutes later, Donovan Peoples Jones is breaking tackles and, and breaking into the open field. That was too bad to see. I have a hard time getting real angry at Frank Ross and the special teams because they've been so good this year, but that, that play I'm with you. Like to me, the story of this game, obviously we'll talk about Deshaun Watson and and everything that went on with that. Um, but if, if we're going to treat just the game as a game in a vacuum without all the extra emotional um, baggage that comes with Deshaun, Pep Hamilton has to go. He's got to go, John. And it's not even that the offense isn't clicking. It's not, but he had sequences. Well, let's say this, because I'm sure you and I will have Pep Hamilton as yes. one of our, if you don't, I will. Have yeah. Pep Hamilton as one of our stock stocks down. Before we get to four stock up and four stock down, um, Watson, is this now the is this basically can we close the book now? I guess on Deshaun Watson, John, at least from a from a standpoint. Obviously, the two first round picks this year and next year are impacted by how Watson does and how the Browns do. But did this feel at all to you today, like kind of closing the book or at least moving on to the next chapter and we don't have to hyper-focus on Deshaun Watson anymore. How do you feel about it? I don't think we will unless all of a sudden he's great or if he continues to be terrible. You know, I told you guys on the pregame, could be one quarter, one game, one the rest of the season. Nobody knew. And it was obvious he'd been a long time since he's played. He was under a lot of pressure. That's the thing. He, he was, they were ripe to be beaten. Yeah, and they did a good job early against the running game and Nick Chubb and and uh, and they it was there for the taking and then I think it wasn't the defense it was the offense it was just maybe the most pathetic of all between Hamilton and Allen and Kyle Allen such a nice guy I actually felt sorry for him first play of yeah. the game defense bailed him out and. Uh, and it's so funny, you know, the Dolphins had to go three yards for a touchdown and they had a return of four and a return of 16 easy touchdowns. Denzel Ward could have walked in. It's like that fumble on the scrum, like the ball came out and he picked it up. Huh, what's this? And he just basically walked it in. But that's what happens when you're a terrible team and you've got an awful offense and a guy that's a coordinator who is terrible. Yep, it's – uh 
He's yeah. Pep Hamilton is so bad, John. God, is he bad? He's okay. Well, we'll get to him because we got to do four stock up and four uh, stock down. Um. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let's 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 start in on that because I'm sure whatever thoughts you and I have about this game, 27-14, the final score, the Texans lose to the Browns today. Whatever other thoughts we have will be embedded in these in these players we're about to name. Let's start with the positive. Is we, that gets harder and harder to do every week. John, are you yawning for effect right now, or are you yawning because I'm bringing stock up, or are you actually like somewhat tired right now? You yawned uh, when I said four stock up. It's funny yeah, either way. I'm I'm yawning because I'm I'm tired. But, yep. You know, covering this team is such a bore, and today was the last game that really was interesting. You know, yeah. even the Cowboys going to kill them. Even the Jaguars. It's so funny. Everybody thinks Jaguars turn a corner, then they get killed again. Everybody's talking about uh, Mike White, the Jets, they get beat. It it's uh, so maybe they'll fool around and beat the Jaguars, but uh, right now today was the last game. Other than last, I'll be interested in the last game of the season because it's the last game of the season. Yeah, and you don't want them in to be in a position to win it and perhaps screw up that first pick. And uh, so. Uh, I'm uh, that's why I'm yawning. It's not you. Don't take okay. it. Okay. Well, I didn't think it's it was me. Texans. I just it's the Texans. Yeah, no, no. I didn't think it was me. I thought maybe when I brought because you started yawning as soon as I said four stock up, and that would have been funny to yawn as if to say, uh, yeah, four. Can we find I, 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 you're gonna find four, Sean? Okay. Well, I'm struggling. I know, me too. Me too. But that's why I let you go first, John. If you're struggling, I want you to go first and I'll deal with the fallout from it. What is your first stock up for this game today? Well, I've been searching and um and it's tough. I thought, well, Damian Pierce, but you know what? He had 18 yards rushing in the last three quarters. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going with a guy that scored two points. Roy Lopez tackled Nick Chubb in the end zone for a safety that gave them a 5-0 lead. Lopez got hurt at the end of the game. And first time I've heard Lopez's name in a while. And he got the safety. So Roy Lopez's stock is up. Okay, stock up on Roy Lopez. I like that. He was hurt at the end of the game, John. I didn't see that. Yeah, he got hurt. Lovey didn't act like it was anything bad, but he gone into tent. Okay, all right. Well, I don't like that. I like Roy Lopez personally, so I want to see him stay healthy. Um, all right, my stock up, John, is somebody that you um, you know and love. You are very fond of, and he was our guest on the post game show today. And he had what, if he were playing for a an actual decent football team, what would have been a an early game-changing turnover for the Texans. But ultimately, we probably had a feeling the game was going to end up the way it did. But Jalen Petrie, the rookie safety, it was really, really good to see him, John, get back into the onto the box score, making a play like that. He had the pick last week against Miami. They got called back because of a penalty. That pick really happened because of the penalty. So it's not as though Jalen Petrie made this great play. And then somewhere across the field, there was some other penalty. He doesn't get that pick without that pass interference. But this was one where... 
this he made this play, John. Like he he made the decision. He took us through it on the post game show. It was something he saw in film, and he saw he watched Deshaun's eyes, and he had a feeling when he saw the formation that this is where he was going to go with the ball. It was the classic reason why they drafted Jalen Petrie, just a completely cerebral, heady play, um, and then able to secure the ball and make a you know get get a get a, a decent return out of it as well. Um, and he had 16 tackles today as well. Some of them were those tackles down the field where you just need someone to bring down a Nick Chubb or a receiver who's rumbling on yards after the catch. But he made some plays, some impactful tackles as well in this game. Um, so Jalen Petrie, John, who I uh, I love dearly. He's a great kid. Uh, I was glad to see him have a good game today. He returned that interception, 29 yards, put him in position to score, and Pep Hamilton blew it with four of the worst plays I've ever seen. We'll get to that in a minute. It's interesting. Lovey Smith said, well, we moved him back to free safety. Well, at Baylor, he played around the line of scrimmage, and that's where he played his best. Now they've backed him up where he's going to have to make more open field tackles. But, you know, ordinarily I'd say they know what they're doing, but they haven't done much. This year makes us think they know what they're doing. But, you know, Petrie is, has, up until these last two games, have been among the league leaders of defensive backs and missed tackles, which is not an issue with him in college. But I'm glad you guys put him out there. And uh, I'm thinking, let's see, there's got to be a second one. Uh, I'm going to say Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard together. Because, number one, they did – Kyle Allen was not sacked. He was only hit two times. And you had Miles Garrett, who had one tackle for loss and one quarterback hit, no sacks. Genevion Clowney had one tackle, one assisted tackle, no tackles for loss, and no quarterback hits. And uh, I was told by the Cleveland people he was really excited to play here. Mm. Problem for him is nobody realized he was playing here for the first time because it's all about Watson. Yep. But they did, uh, the two of them did a really good job of keeping Miles Garrett and Devion Clowney away from Kyle Allen, which is another reason Allen's performance was so bad. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting hit and sacked a lot like nope. he had been. Nope, and, and even in the interior, too. I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job today uh, across the board protecting him, but those were the two high-profile matchups because of who the who the edge guys are for the uh, for the Browns. Um, hey, John, just to circle back to something you said there real quick about uh, Petrie and this change of free safety, you know, strong safety to free safety and how they're using him. I, honestly, like, I don't really care how any of these guys are being used or not used right now. Cause none of these coaches are going to be here next year. You know, right. like it, it's a, it, it's, and I'm not saying don't bring it up. I'm just saying like you, you bringing it up makes me think, cause I think it's a good point. Like, okay, is he being used properly? And then I'm going, these guys are all going to be gone in five games. Like I, you know, it's it, 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 lovey's opinion of what Jalen Petrie is. Doesn't matter one bit to me. Not a, not a single tiny bit. Um, my last stock up, John, this is not a player. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go a little different here. It's not even a coach. It's not even a, a front office executive. It's not even the mascot. It's not even the owner. It is the wife of the owner, Cal McNair. Did you see the video of Hannah McNair before the game that Albert Breer caught down on the field? I did not. Okay. Well, Deshaun Watson. I'll send it to you after we're we're done. Um, Deshaun Watson came out onto the field, uh, in uniform, you know, to start warming up, you know, just loosen up. It's that kind of that warm up they do before they go back in the locker room and then come back out again. 
Yeah. And and Deshaun runs out onto the field, does a thing where he touches his chest twice and kisses his fingers and points at God because he's a God-fearing guy and whatnot. And then he starts sort of jogging to go get in line with his teammates to do stretching or whatever. And he sees Cal. He walks over to Cal to shake. Cal's, of course, standing with Hannah. Walks over to shake, shake hands with Cal. And as he's walking over to shake hands with Cal, Hannah McNair turns her back to him and just stands there. Not Didn't turn her back to start talking to anybody. <laughs> just turned around and would not face Deshaun Watson and snubbed him. Good John. for her. That's did what now, I say. Did, did he come over and Cal shook hands with him? Out briefly, like two seconds, yeah. shook hands, whispered something to him, and then Deshaun was on his way. But Hannah, Hannah was having none of it. It uh, was having none of it, and I love that. Good for Hannah. Yeah, I like that. So Hannah McNair, congratulations! You found your way into four stock up and four stock down on the Utopia Football Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, John, the easier part of this to do each and every week, four stocks down. Go ahead. First of all, it's got to start. It seems old because I did this last week. And then when I did the pregame with you and Seth, when you asked about who's got to improve, mm -hmm. and I said Kyle Allen and Pep Hamilton, and both of them were awful. And uh, it was on the get-go and interception on the first series. The opponent has as many points as the Texans on the first series of the game in all their games. And that was pick six. And of course, they have one to touchdown davis mill pass against uh philadelphia but both of them are awful they need to go back to mills they need to give that play calling to anybody i've been writing for the last few weeks ben mcdaniels the receivers coach give it to him maybe a little of his brother rubbed off on him i don't know but anybody nobody could be worse i saw one of gary kubiak's sons uh, client who's at uh, Cowboys, he was scouting, and I told him when he left, I said, ask your dad how much it would take for him to come back and call plays and play quarterback. No kidding. And <laughs> play quarterback. <laughs> couldn't be any worse. No, it could not. It absolutely could not. Um, so, John, uh, the, it, it, so was that Pep Hamilton or Kyle Allen or both that you just Both used, of them. Right? They're a package you they're a package They're deal. a package deal. Okay, so so we need to we need to just point out once again this isn't even a debate or a discussion or an argument. We, we This is just providing more detail because we would be remiss on this podcast not to bring up the most egregious sequence of play calling that Pep oh. Hamilton had. Oh. Two of them, two of them back to back. One, the drive where the Texans worked their way into um, Brown's territory that ultimately wound up with the first field goal of the game with the, the three nothing lead. They had a first and 30 because of a, a Brevin Jordan face mask and a false start, I think, by Titus Howard. It was. And it was first and 30 at about the 35-ish yard line for the for the, um, for the the Texans and the Browns' 35-yard line. Pep Hamilton runs the ball up the middle on first and 30. It's second and 24. He runs the ball up the middle again which I think is conservative and silly, but I go, okay, you know what? Kyle Allen's a shaky quarterback. This is a game where at least early on, it's looking like your defense looks okay. 
and it's first and 30, you know, I, I could, I, I can see an argument for, you know, we're just going to run it three times, not put the ball in the air and, and just kick a field goal, you know, kick and a win three. Oh, what's that? Win three. Oh, yeah. 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 Like just, I could see, I could see them setting that up. He runs it twice up the middle and then throws a fade into the back of the end zone. So oh. like what, what you're telling me is you thought it was a good idea to go get eight yards when you have first and forever uh, to use two plays up to get eight or nine yards, it, just atrocious. And then that sequence doesn't even land in the same universe as them getting first and goal at the three or four yard line. Three. Th- at three. First and goal at the three. Up three, nothing. You have a chance to go up 10, nothing early in this game and really get the crowd in the game. You know, um, I mean, think about what the booing for Deshaun would have sounded like at that point. If you get a 10, nothing lead in that game. And not only does he, not only does he run four plays down there and not use Damian Pierce. He wasn't even on the field for the first three. He doesn't have, him I on thought the, he was injured. He do, I did too. He doesn't even have him on the field. He passes the ball from the three twice. He runs Daria Gumbawale on third Good down. Good playing time most of the season. And now they're running him early in game. And then so it's fourth and goal from the one. And he calls a pass play to a rookie fullback who was a linebacker this time last year. Awful. Just John, he shouldn't have been allowed back on. Pep Hamilton, I'm getting so angry just talking about this again right now. I he shouldn't have been allowed back on the field after halftime. He should have he should have had his headset taken away right then and there. What are you doing? I wrote it was his worst sequence of the season, which is saying something because he's had so many. I just don't understand it. And you could tell Lovey, he talked about, you know, we need to do better, blah, blah, blah. We should have done this, should have done that. But the fact is, Pep was probably the only person in that stadium who thought Damian Pierce should not touch the ball from the three-yard line one time. Crazy. Just absolutely, absolutely crazy. All right. So four stock up and four stock down. And you and you just snagged Kyle Allen and Pep Hamilton, John. That's the, the but they are packaged. I will give you that. They are a uh they're they're a uh they're a package deal. I you know what I'm gonna I know this guy had four catches in this game. Wait, he, I got another one. I get a second one. That's just one. Well, no, I didn't did I give one yet? Did I I thought you were talking about the play sequence? That was your first oh, one. Oh, you know what? Yes. I, no, I was just I was just injecting more detail into the, you know, the, the one you gave John is the headliner, like other than Watson. And I'm not going to put Watson in here, but I think today was a stock down day for, for Watson probably. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yes, you know what? I will take your stock up, stock down, and I will. My stock down is the play calling sequence. So go ahead. You're next. That play calling sequence may have been. I I can't remember everyone in Texans and Oilers history, of course, but I can't remember any that I thought 
were worse than that. When if Pierce had been on the field, they'd run him twice for one yard yeah. and then thrown an incompletion, then giving it to Pierce on fourth at the one he stuffed. At least you've gone with your best people and they didn't do it. And I thought, okay, maybe Pierce is hurt. I was sitting next to Mark Berman and I said, get your glasses and find Pierce down there. I thought he might be in a tent. He said, the blue tent's not up. I said, well, look, he said he's standing on the sideline and he's going in. So I'm like, what in the world? And, you know, after a game, Lovey's so tied up with the defense making calls. Yeah. He didn't know what Pep did and why Pep did it. You know, he should have a better idea on Monday. But that just – and, you know, how do you explain that to Casario and the McNairs? I don't know. About why you did that, about why you did the thing you were talking about earlier. You know, it wasn't Pep's fault about Howard and Brevin Jordan, but still – it's indicative of just how bad this offensive offense is. <clears throat> and uh, let's see who I can pick for my second one besides Kyle Allen. And, um, you know, they're, you know, it's weird. No sacks, no drop passes. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't have a lot of penalties. Those two hurt them on that drive, but I think they only had three the rest of the way. Um. I'm trying to think, <laughs> excuse me, I guess, <clears throat> sorry. That's okay. The pass rush, they had one sack by Ugbo Garanquo. They didn't have any from anybody else. You know something, when, when Watson threw that ball, we thought was a fumble that Jerry Hughes picked up and ran. When I watched that replay, I didn't think he was trying to throw it. You know, he he brought it around and went down, and he wasn't trying. He was trying to pull it in, and he fumbled. And I thought Lovey might have called a timeout. Yeah, timeout there to let the, let let him look at it again. Yeah, right? it was yeah. inside two minutes. You can't challenge it, but if you call a timeout, and somehow maybe like you could at least look at it. Right. But uh, so I'm going to say, Lovey Smith, Lovey is going to get fired after one year. And I thought he at least should have should have called a timeout there, hoping that they might have looked at it because uh, you don't. To me, you don't just give it up. Did you watch the replay? I did. I, I did. He, his arm went all the way through. He didn't throw the ball. It went all the way through and then hit the ground. Yeah, I I, I did. I I was hoping at least Lovey would call a excuse me would call a timeout there. You know, I think it's interesting, John, just in doing this podcast with you since since training camp is that. Um, is there there was a point early in the season where probably some of the Lovey Smith firing stuff was coming out of the woodwork, and uh, you were adamantly adamantly didn't think Lovey Smith would get fired. And I think there were a lot of people that agreed with you at the time. Like, there's no way they would fire a a, kill, a there's no way they would want to have two one and dones back to back. And then somewhere along the way, fairly recently for you, it was if he if they keep playing like this, he he will. If they get keep fired. getting embarrassed, they keep getting embarrassed. Go. And now, now we are at the stage where you just said the words, Lovey Smith is going to get fired at the yeah. end of the year. They're going like, to clean house. Uh, yeah. After the Eagles game, they had a chance in the fourth quarter. It was respectful. The Giants game was respectful. And then the next two against Washington and and uh, uh, Miami were just pathetic. Yeah. And so that's why I thought he's going to get fired. Now they couldn't sell this to the fan base. I don't know how they could sell it to the sponsor. You know, if they hired – D'Amico Ryan's drafted Bryce Young, although 
I had a friend of mine who stood next to Bryce Young last year at the Super Bowl, sent me a picture about how small he is, not just small, but frail. You know, he's barely 5'10", not six foot, and he like weighed 185. Yeah, I tell you what, he's going to, he'll go, his agent will have him on a humongous eating program <laughs> before he gets to the combine so he can get up. That's what they did with Kyler Murray, yeah. hoping to get him up to 200. And so Bryce Young would go in there like, and everybody like, what is he? He'll, unlike the NBA who measures them in tennis shoes because they play in tennis shoes, right? Uh, they do it barefoot, even though they don't play in barefoot, but they're, they think he's closer to 5'10 than 6 foot, and he better be somewhere at least 195 to 200. But if it's Bryce Young and D'Amico Ryans and, they, and D'Amico gets a real good proven coordinator and play caller, I think the fan base, they won't lose the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be a little reinvigorated. All right. My last one, John, somebody who didn't even play today, it's Davis Mills. And here's why this was a winnable game. And Davis Mills, if Davis Mills could have just kept his job, like look at what his backup <laughs> is, John, like look at, look at what Davis Mills backup is. We've now gotten a taste of what Kyle Allen is in, in NFL games in a Texans uniform. That's the bar he had to clear to be able to just keep his job. This was such a winnable game today, John. Such a winnable game that I do feel like in the eyes of the fan base, and we know how fan conscious the Texans are right now, that at least in the eyes of some within the Texans, maybe not Casario because he's he's not operating on emotion. But Davis Mills, because he couldn't keep his job, more than 11 weeks into this season when the bar was so low for him to just keep the thing. I mean, they handed it to him. They handed him a captaincy. If he could have just kept his job, John, his B minus game probably wins this game today. And then Davis has a really truly kind of feel good thing that he beats Deshaun Watson. So my stock down is Davis Mills because son, you can't even keep your job through 11 weeks with Kyle <laughs> Allen as your main competition. And because of that, you missed out on an opportunity to actually win over some hearts and minds. Maybe not as much, maybe not enough to where people th then see him as the starter next year or even are giving him a chance in these last five games to earn that 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 spot. But at least maybe, you know, in that sort of wing of quarterbacks that the Texans have had, like TJ like, uh, Yates, you know, who, who won a playoff game and, and won the occasional Bengals game and is beloved for just that one little niche. If, if, if Davis Mills could have been the guy that beat Deshaun Watson in his return to NRG stadium, then he gets the, I'm going to buy that guy a drink treatment because of that Deshaun Watson game back in week 13. But alas, no Davis, not good enough to hold his job. And Davis Mills didn't hold his job because he coached terribly by Pep Hamilton because offense and his game plan and his play calls. I love it. Uh, John, you're, you're, Vendetta with Pep Hamilton is uh, fun for me because I share the same feelings as you do. He's just so bad. That he is. He's the he worst. He got fired in November of 2015. His offensive quarter and play, coordinator and play caller when Andrew Luck was his quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? All right. Um, so that is it. The Texans lose. We've got a mailbag episode that we're going to be recording on Tuesday. I would imagine a lot of fallout from this game this week. Um, so we would love to hear from you on that, uh, listeners, H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com, H-O-U mailbag 
at gmail.com. And um, we'll, uh, the good questions and the good comments make it into those episodes. So send them on over. John, what do you got going? You must have a report card. You must have all kinds of stuff going on. I have a report card up on sportsradio610.com. And it's ugly when it comes to the coaching and the, and, and uh, Kyle Allen, it's not ugly on the defense. And it's the worst grade I've given special teams all season. And I have a column on uh, uh, gallerysports.com, ripping Pep Hamilton, Lovey Smith, and Kyle Allen in the offense and the team and saying they're going to clean house. Have you given any A's out recently, John, on your report cards? Um, you know, I, I haven't given the special teams are the best, and I don't give them an A because they have I've been saving an A when they scored. They score a touchdown. Okay, I got you. And I've given them Bs and B pluses, but to me, if you get an A on special teams, you got to score. And yeah. and of course today, you know they they their returns were good. It's two games in a row. The returns been really good, and then he drops a punt, and then a, uh and then gives up that long punt return for a yeah. touchdown. But I don't think maybe you know what I did when Damian Pierce had averaged. 115.6 yards a game against the Eagles and the Giants. Mm-hmm. And he had that big game against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think I gave the running backs an A in that game. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, all right, John. Well, we are uh, we are done. Um, we will be back uh, recording the mailbag on Tuesday to drop on Wednesday. We appreciate you guys subscribing and downloading and sticking with us throughout the season as the season will veer soon from football to a likely coaching change to the draft to hopefully some hope in the future but uh hey we're all in this together we'd be a big thanks to figgy fig for uh getting this podcast out to each and every one of you download it share it subscribe give us a review five stars preferably tell a friend we appreciate all that for the general the hall of famer john mcclain i am sean pendergast we are out of time we will see all of you a little later this week here and thank you for downloading and listening to the utopia football podcast